0: This is Johnny Blazes, and you are listening to Why Are People Into That with Tina Horn. Perfect. I love you. I love you too. Welcome to the 36th episode of Why Are People Into That, the podcast that's searching for your mainline. My guest for this episode is Maxwell Lander, a Canadian photographer like no other. Max's new book is called Carnal Anomaly, which, full disclosure, slash bragging, I creative-directed. But Max has creativity out the wazoo, so he didn't really need that much direction. Carnal Anomaly is a collection of fetish photographs, original fetish photographs, that feature a lot of blood. And so I wanted to talk to Max about the connection between sex and violence in BDSM and in his work. Just a word to the wise. In this episode, Max and I talk about menstrual blood, as well as many different kinky sex activities that involve consensually breaking the skin. Now, Max and I both have a lot of risk-aware experience with this kind of play, um, but there are many great resources on places like Kink Academy for safety and fun with blood play. Also, I've repeated some stories in this episode to a few of my kinkiest friends, and they squirmed a lot and asked me not to talk about it anymore so maybe don't listen to this one at the gym let's see if you're in LA on April 6th I'm teaching a free digital dirty talk class at the pleasure chest it's at 8 p.m. come learn to swipe Skype sext and selfie and afterwards maybe we'll all go to karaoke if you like this show and want to support it, please consider pledging my Patreon. I'm posting a new original writing project there, the A to Z of queer sex. Read it for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com slash tina horn. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash t-i-n-a-h-o-r-n. So, mix equal parts red food dye with caro syrup as we explore why are people into blood.
2: Rawr! <laughs> 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 it's like you're going to say
1: something exactly, like, but I don't know what it is. Some kind of the curious about used sexy boys.
0: How... Is that because you know me really well?
1: Maybe. It was just like it was all soft and like, I don't know.
0: All of a sudden I went soft. Is my sexy voice soft?
1: <laughs> I feel like general sexy voice is soft. But like... No,
2: my sexy voice is hard.
1: <laughs> and also a 14-year-old did that one. Difficult.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm so sexy
1: right now. <laughs> that would be Max trying to do sexy voice. and would mm. be like, ah, I don't know what I'm doing. Hi. Max
0: well... Lander or or should I say Max Wellander uh, only that one time <laughs> only, only that, that one, one time guys which time was that Max <laughs> Shush. okay the internet knows <laughs> the internet knows what
1: time that was <laughs> also IMDb I found out the other day oh really yeah Max Wellander has an IMDb
0: Oh, I guess Tina Horn probably has an IMDb. If Max Wellander has
1: an IMDb, Tina Horn for sure has an IMDb.
0: Oh my god, I finally made it. You get a star on the Hollywood Boulevard when you are on IMDb, right?
1: It's cuz it's a really really long boulevard.
0: It's so long. So long. There's everybody's been in anything ever. Cuz everybody walks in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bunch of true things that we're talking
1: about. I know uh, for sure that that happens because I have been to L.A. so many times.
0: And also, you know, just around the corner from where we are right now is um, the uh, Madame Toussaint's uh, Wax Museum. And if you're on IMDb, you get to there's a wax figure of you that they make. Yeah, yeah. That's there. They
1: came and took my measurements in Canada.
0: Oh cool. Mm-hmm. But then they mm-hmm. had to convert them though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I got skinnier or something. Um, I don't know. The metric system. <laughs>
2: we Celsius. sound
1: so smart right now. Cel- Celsius. <laughs> so smart. Celsius. Yeah, they they took my stomach measurements in Celsius. For Some- sure.
0: Sometimes when I there's this um sign like digital sign uh just above dumbo um in brooklyn and i can see it from my office window and sometimes when it it tells you it tells you what time it is and it tells you what degrees celsius it is and it tells you what degrees fahrenheit it is and whenever it says what degrees celsius it is is, (laughs) i always think that's what temperature max thinks it is
1: (laughs) Max thinks it is. It's not a real (laughs) measurement. It's just Max thinks it's that temperature.
0: So, Maxwell Lander, despite being. Oh, not despite. In addition. (laughs) In
1: addition. Uh, (laughs) Great, great. In
0: addition to being Canadian.
1: Yep,
2: true facts. You
0: also have many other fine qualities including <laughs> being a photographer a, mm-hmm. of the professional variety mm-hmm. and a videographer. Do you, yeah. yeah. Uh Sometimes. Yeah. Um you uh you take you take sexy pictures. Most of your pictures are are
1: sexual. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean like well, less the ones people pay me for, but most of them Why still. Why don't
0: people pay for sexy pictures anymore? What is the
1: world coming to? I feel like that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> Why don't people pay for sexy pictures? <laughs>
0: um, you are a feminist porn award-winning pornographer. As, also, that. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't you win? You won the Golden Beaver
1: Award mm-hmm. for mm-hmm.
0: making porn and living in Canada. Good yep. job. Yep. <laughs> and then didn't you win another one?
1: Yeah, yeah. Best short. Yeah. I don't remember if it has a title. I think it's just best short. Best short. Sure, we're gonna go with that.
0: Um, and so many years ago, and I know it doesn't seem like ancient history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it is really great. in when people are like, "I have an opinion," and then you can just say, "Well, as a feminist, porn award-winning pornographer,
1: your opinion is not valid." Is that what I'm saying at the end of that? Because I feel like that's what I would be saying. Yeah. No. You can.
0: Yeah, you can. Sure. You can. You can say I'm now qualified. To be the m- most informed person
1: in the room. Yeah. Because people yeah. don't
0: really know what it means. Which is
1: great. Like, as a three-time university dropout, that actually I need, like, that, uh-huh. that little tag. To be, like, Do you
0: say that at, at bars? Are you, like... That was a three time university dropout.
1: When people talk about the importance of education, I for sure do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Because like, look at well, you. Yeah, look, look at, at you. me. <laughs> <laughs> Such a pinnacle of success, me.
0: Including uh, this book that we have book. right here, mm-hmm. um, which is hardcover and is called Carnal Anomaly mm-hmm, and mm. um, is about sex or is sexual. The book sexual, is sexual for sure. um, and fetishy mm-hmm. and dark. And has lots of... <laughs> I was teasing you the other day about, like, combining sex and violence.
1: hmm mm-hmm. Body horror was a thing that came up a lot. Uh, yes. I don't find it that scandalous, but other people do. Yeah. So I gotta... Like, I gotta own. It doesn't feel particularly, like, explicitly sexual or mm. super violent to me, mm. but I recognize like that, that for, gun, like, like... the the gun blowjob? Blow, that just seems like normal, like, Saturday afternoon. Like, what? I don't... <laughs> I don't know. That just that's not everybody it's part else's of what Saturday makes it afternoon. Special. Yeah. Especially in Canada where we have so many guns. So many guns in Canada.
0: And healthcare.
1: And healthcare. Yeah. So gun jobs less of a concern really if you, you know. Yeah. Cuz healthcare you, solves that problem.
0: Something goes wrong with that, you just go to get it take, care. yeah, to the healthcare to, to the spot. to Yeah.
1: <laughs> More true facts. <laughs> so many true facts.
0: I am an expert in all <laughs> things north american <laughs> uh, our, our lovely neighbors to the north so um but right now we're in new york city
1: yeah we are
0: in the night lounge
1: Nope. Night hotel. But close. I have
0: to tell you, Google Maps said night lounge. And I was like, I guess I'm going to a
1: lounge? (laughs) I mean, there's a lounge downstairs, so I'm sure that is, in fact, the night lounge. You
0: know, I've said this on the show before, but it is so funny when I come to podcast or really do anything in a fancy hotel, and I just have this, like, muscle memory, like, psychological, like, snap. I walk in the door, and I'm like, keep it cool. Just walk to the elevator. Because I'm just, like, every fancy hotel i've ever been in is as a hooker so i'm just like got my headphones on look like i belong waiting for this elevator giving people the side eye cool okay this person that just got out of the elevator is also a john like (laughs) (laughs) Uh uh-huh
1: we like so we had a thought when we were in here because apparently we found this out later but uh there's a there's a uh phone in the bathroom
0: i noticed that
1: and we could not figure out why there would be a phone in the bathroom. This might be a fancy hotel. It is not a large hotel room. Right. The phone in the bathroom is 10 feet from the phone in the bedroom. Right. Uh, And we had this moment where we were like, is this a safety thing? Like, is this because people need to have access to like locking themselves in the bathroom or need to be able to like call Like we had this, like maybe this hotel is secretly really sex worker friendly. And so they like put like multiple phones In different rooms so that people could call people while having some privacy while still in it. And then we found out that it's in order to get a four star rating, you have to have a hotel. uh, You have to have a bathroom phone, which is way less exciting. But
0: what that is that some sort of like class thing?
1: I I mean, I guess like I'm sure I'm sure there's some. Also, I have to
0: also have to break it to you. Uh, Times Square has not been friendly to sex workers for Yeah, I, many, yeah and I many assumed years. as much. I, yeah. yeah
1: I, I Like, I really want, I wanted it. It was one of those, like, oh, in my fantasy land, in my brain, this is a safety precaution for anybody who needs to, like, access a phone that isn't in bed.
2: Mm-hmm, but,
1: mm-hmm. It, yeah, it wasn't. It's just so it could get... It's a really bad phone, also. It's definitely a... We want a four-star phone, not... <laughs> We want to be fancy. And it's not a like a lobster phone. No, it's a it's a it's a shit phone like it. We were, you know, here with other people <laughs> in other rooms in this hotel. And it, there were definitely many jokes about how you could just call somebody up while you're sitting on the toilet in the morning being like, how's how's your poop schedule? Your poop schedule. OK, my poop schedule feels OK. We're like, all, all right, I'll meet you for breakfast in half an hour like that.
0: Do you know that I hate that that word? That starts with P.
1: Oh, I was gonna say pooper shit. Which one?
0: <laughs> I don't mind shit for some reason. I hate the P word. I don't even. I don't mind. I don't mind talking about the vulgar stuff. It's just that word. I. I don't. I don't know why.
1: Is it bad that that makes me want to say it a little bit more?
0: No, that's just what I've come to expect from you, though. Good.
1: I mean, I can go back to saying shit. That just feels so harsh. So harsh. Like I mean, I...
0: it's kind of harsh. <sighs>
1: I feel like we're now talking about your shit schedule because mine doesn't... Mine feels more like a poop schedule, frankly. It doesn't feel super harsh. Oh, uh, that word! <laughs> so off my,
0: mov- my movements are fine. You
1: could set your watch by them.
0: Anyway, moving on. We're talking about... <laughs> Blood today, great segue. (laughs) Would have
1: been really great if we were talking about poop, but we're not because oh god, I I can't answer that question. I'm gonna
0: bleep that word out (laughs) of it's not allowed on my podcast of all the vulgar things that I like to say. That that anyway.
1: Um, I'm kind of happy to have discovered such a sticking point of yours, though. (sighs) That look, I know, I know they all can't see it, but that look is so good.
0: (laughs) So we're in. A really you described it to me the other day as being like a fancy sex club and I have to say um, you, uh, you gave it the correct review it's very black
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and it actually kind of looks like your room and your apartment in Toronto
1: oh I painted my bedroom white
0: that's so strange. It was
1: black before, but now it's white. I'm thinking about painting it red. I'm actually thinking about doing like this red. weird blood pattern, actually on oh, the blood? wall.
0: Oh, blood! Oh, oh, like a blood yeah. splatter. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking
1: about just picking up a, like a little tiny half pint of paint and throwing it at the wall, so it looks like a blood splatter. I don't know if my landlords would appreciate that so much, but mm. I figure the uh, sex or your Airbnb display. guests. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mm. it's an extra fifty dollars if you want the blood room. Uh. <laughs>
0: um, but uh, but so here we are. In a Times Square hotel, because you've lost your mind. Yep. Um, and I'm so glad you're visiting. And it's great to see you. And uh, I uh, am really excited to have you uh, on the show.
1: Uh, it has been in the making for so long. So long. In my mind, at least. It's been in the making oh, for so long. Oh, that's
0: nice. Um, and... So we're going to talk about why are people into blood? Yeah. 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 I mean, specifically blood, like when it's not where it's supposed to be.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like people I think are pretty into like blood as a like part of our functioning generally.
0: Yeah. 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 But But um, so
1: less into the functional reasons for being into blood.
0: So what are some. Okay. What's hot about blood?
1: Such a weighted question. Uh, I have been trying to prepare myself for answering this question because I obviously knew it was going to come up. Um, Excuse me. And I feel like I'm going to make a lot of statements about me because I haven't found a lot of people to have this conversation with. Mm. Um, And was on a different, like, was on a radio show a while back, and we were talking about uh, before the show, we were talking about it being a thing that. um, person I was chatting with was writing an article about and he had a really hard time finding people to talk about it also. Mm. And so I don't know what that's about because for me it's kind of let's talk about blood all the time. Um, so I have actually I have, I have very little I, whereas other things that I feel like we could talk about I could be like I've heard this story from this person and I get a general sense of no, these things. This no this is, is no, like this is perfect. This perfect. is going to be all. I mean I obviously uh, am hugely aesthetically inclined towards mm. it uh, and I feel like that would be a large part of where it becomes a fun, erotic thing also. Yeah. Uh, I find it very interesting Wait, aesthetically... is there a connection
0: between aesthetics and erotics for you? Might there be? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Mightn't there be?
1: Uh, I mean, what, like, and what's funny is I, this is another, oh, don't slap my naked leg. It's totally fine. podcast uh, Oh no, now they know we're not wearing pants. <laughs> guys, we're in a sexy hotel and there's three people in this bed and only two of them are speaking and nobody's wearing pants.
0: Do you want to know something funny is that I've had a few people like say to me that they assume that all of the times that I am interviewing people in my bed or in a hotel bed with no pants on that they assume that we then have sex and.
1: <laughs> well, that's funny. It's I mean, cute, right? Does that just mean that people don't usually hang out with their friends without pants? I feel like that's sad for them.
0: I I mean, I guess people just assume that I have bad boundaries. <laughs> 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 or that the only way that I can get people to talk is to, you know,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. I mean, like, I look pretty great without pants on, so That's I, true. I, it also could be like an uncontrollable urge. I would feel okay with that being a thing. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, Max, not in pants, must bone. <laughs> <laughs> I hope people know me well enough to know that I'm not serious when I say these things.
0: So. <laughs> Thigh slapping.
1: Thigh slapping.
2: But that uh,
0: but you were I I I totally derailed we were you. About you were talking about yes. So you mm-hmm. erotics and aesthetics. Erotics. Are, aesthetics. Are linked.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. What's funny is they. I mean, they are and they aren't. I feel like it's been a. It's taken me a really long time to get to a place where I actually kind of own where those things overlap for me for a a lot of the time aesthetics get stuck in work realm and Mm. I have a hard time like crafting aesthetic things that I actually have any kind of erotic connection to Mm. Um, although my like entrance into shooting porn was definitely there is nothing aesthetically pleasing for me in the world of porn so I should make some of that and and you did I did I did I made some of that Um, and I do
0: make the prettiest porn
1: uh (laughs) that sound huh uh (laughs) what else totally fine yeah i i feel like blood is not new to my aesthetic sensibilities but is definitely making a bigger play in it lately and i would say is also potentially making a bigger play in it erotically maybe i don't know it's always been so what's the appeal? I think, I mean, there is just the purely, it is, I find it incredibly pretty. So Super tell me what pretty. you
0: find pretty about it. Do you, you find it pretty when it's splattered on the wall? You find it pretty when it's like coming out of someone's veins? Like you find, you find it like a, like it, you find Yes, like cascading down a <laughs> stairway and the hallway and *The Shining*. Like, oh, yeah, all yeah. those
1: things, all those things. Yeah, um, like a
0: naked girl covered in it, yes. running, screaming down a hallway. Okay,
1: uh, yeah. So Hopeful- it's like hope- it's like paint. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of I like it all, all over the things on on naked bodies is definitely better than not on naked bodies. Sure. Sure. <laughs> it's a general life rule. I would so say like, that applies.
0: But it's not it's not but it it's different if it's actual blood versus like red paint or like red chocolate like chocolate syrup with like red food dye right like the fat like when something oh, chocolate
1: is... is great also
0: yeah i mean sure. i mean those we are my two it. weaknesses so
1: <laughs> i don't know if i could i don't know if i could 100 percent say that like a, a naked h- human covered in chocolate versus i don't know where i would go if it was like doorway number one is naked bloody human and doorway number two is naked chocolatey human i mean why do you have to choose That'd be hard. just mix it I up just, mix i it have up. my own room please come this way uh <laughs>
0: Okay, but so, but like the fact, it's not just the aesthetic. There's, it's also the fact that it's blood. So it's like. Yeah, totally. It's, so it, I mean, it's like dangerous paint.
1: Yeah, dangerous. I would say that a huge part, I mean, it's interesting because I think that it, for a lot of people, it has to do with like danger and even I would go so far as to say like the reason that violence is sometimes appealing is because of its links to unhindered passion and all of that kind of stuff um for me i would say blood becomes super or it becomes super erotic when it has to do with like intimacy and vulnerability right right because it's not i will shoot it in a way that looks in the moment and heated and i won't play with it that way Mm. right and so visually it can be really appealing to look like it just happened or somebody has like been completely covered or been in that waterfall down the stairs like on any of those moments but that would never be a thing when translated to anything sexual Mm. um it would be real for me when it has to do with the sexy things it's definitely like oh you trust me a lot you're incredibly vulnerable this is a display of us i think that it's never felt super dangerous i know i i know that for some people it is a danger thing and that blood itself can be super dangerous right? but
0: vulnerability and danger are linked because totally. the reason that when you're playing and we'll talk about some of the ways that you can play with blood but if you're playing with someone with blood letting or piercing or knife play or any of the other things that we could talk about the reason that it creates so much intimacy and vulnerability and trust is that if you lose control Very bad things could
1: happen. Totally, totally, and I think I've never. Well, I'm more so now, but when I was younger and starting out playing with things, I was very, very controlled. Mm. I've always been super controlled when learning skills and trying new things. As as one should be, yes. And and well, and I don't have the past of like. I just tried a bunch of stuff and then later on I figured out how to do it safely because of my very unique and specific introductions to kink being like a second gen kinkster. Mm. There was a lot of like, this is how you go about learning new skills. This is, if you're interested in a thing, you need to talk to somebody who's been doing it for a really long time and ask them to do it to you. And then like bottom before you top and all that kind of stuff. Um,
0: yeah. Cause you're, you're kink spawn, you're leather spawn. I
1: am. I am in fact leather spawn. Uh, and so I definitely learned, I think, in a pretty great way Um, and so it didn't feel and there was a lot of working up so it never really felt that out of control Um, I know that it never felt that way for me. I don't think yeah. it felt that way for the people on the other end of it. Uh-huh. Right. I'm sure that me holding a scalpel for somebody else is like, well, I do feel a little nervous and there is a little bit of danger involved. Yeah. Um, and
0: isn't it interesting, too, because a lot of that, like some of that is intellectual, but a lot of that is tapping into a primal reaction. Like, honestly, even just the word scalpel yeah. makes like my, on a, like a cellular level, my body's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, are totally we settle down. What's Are we ready? For, what's happening?
1: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I... Yeah, scalpel's such a good word. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just going to take a moment and sit with the scalpel memory. Um, yeah, I think... And I think that's... I mean, that for me is most of play and most of BDSM, right? Like, how what do is? we... Like, tapping into some kind of animal urge instinct yeah. something response, right? Yeah. Um, I've never been... I've been controlled in a safety way. I've never been about control as an element of the dynamic in a huge way. Hmm. Um, and uh, and I would say that I definitely lean towards things that are a little bit more primal. Although I hate the word primal, but that's fine. Uh,
2: <laughs>
0: Do you prefer carnal? As in carnal Anomaly. Yes. <laughs> yes,
1: as in that thing that I did at one time. The name uh, of
0: your book, which people can... Where can where can people get Carnal Anomaly?
1: CarnalAnomaly.com. Oh. So convenient. The I internet. Think, I
0: haven't looked at that yet. I, I don't it's think. It's
1: really pretty. There's a lot of blood there. Oh, great. There's a lot of blood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to see some weird blood, that's weird the place blood. to do it.
0: Great. And then people can buy your book.
1: And then people can buy my book and see more weird blood.
0: <laughs> so, Max, um, tell me if I have people who are listening who are like, what the actual fuck are they talking about?
1: <laughs>
2: How does or, one play with blood? Or
0: are they, or they're like, mm, I'm so intrigued, tell me more. Like, wh- you know, what what is what is a good first way to play with this amazing feeling that you can get from playing with blood?
1: I mean, my inclination is to say menstrual blood, but uh <laughs> i'm really also i mean you're gonna
0: throw it out anyway right you
1: might as well use that for something uh
0: (laughs) yes let's talk about menstrual blood i love
1: menstrual blood so much yeah um i mean sadly i don't produce any of my own accord anymore uh but But i do love it um i would yeah there's yeah. plenty there's there's around. lots in the world you can yeah. find it lots of people do it it's people are just thing. giving it away yeah uh, you could pay for it on the internet somewhere i'm sure um mm. <laughs> I feel less good about that
0: <laughs> hey you know like uh if i knew where i could put it in like a little vial and send it yeah to someone, i mean I would.
1: i'm i pretty sure we can make that happen
0: all right we'll talk
1: <laughs> um
0: hatch and blots. I would,
1: I would wear a tiny vial of your menstrual blood around my <gasps> neck on a necklace. Max, I, I would for sure you. wear that. That's that would be so cute as shit. so Billy
0: Bob Thornton yes. circa 1997.
1: Totally. <laughs> huh, alternatively, we could make a blood painting and I could hang it above my bed. Oh. that's. I would I would do that. Oh. Uh yeah, no, that would be great. Yeah, menstrual, I mean, menstrual blood's easy. I love menstrual blood. A lot of people are weirded out by it, and I don't... I, no,
0: it's no friend of mine.
1: No friend of mine. A couple friends of mine, actually, and I love them very dearly, and we've had many conversations about it, and I totally am like, wow, I just don't get that, but okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's never been any kind of deterrent for me. In fact, I think I've uh, probably freaked a couple partners out with my enthusiasm about mm. it. Um, I... Uh, Quite infamously, in my circles, I've also eaten it as ice cream topping.
0: Oh my God.
1: Which is one of my favorite. I
0: hope everyone listening understands why we're friends. <laughs> I mean, more they might more. not have
1: until that moment. <laughs>
0: what did that taste like?
1: It's just medley.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's
1: just medley. It, yeah. it happened on more than one occasion because it was so much fun. Um,
0: really complimented by the sweetness of the. What flavor of ice cream?
1: I think we did chocolate. If yeah. I remember correctly. It was. Ch- I remember less about the ice cream. It's very specifically. rich. Yeah. 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 It was. I think it was like Briars some variety. Just to get the whole. Just to get the whole. All picture right. We need
0: to going. make that Briars money now. Yeah. <laughs> Sponsored by.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get a phone call, an angry one. Um, yeah. No, that was super great, uh, and I. I think I mean part of the appeal of that was definitely this is a thing that people find weirdly gross or have uh, yes. a lot of disgust around. So or, part
0: of why you do it is because you're a provocateur. Sure. You like to yeah, I do. fuck with people. Uh, yeah, I do. I yeah. for sure do. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, and that was and that was fun because I was in a in a partnership at the time where that kind of for sure went both ways where i was like man i'm just gonna get fucked with also great yeah totally yeah Yeah. you're gonna see this thing that just came out of my badge aka my diva cup going on your ice cream um also because i like a lot of things that have to do with food but Mm. like i don't i don't like play with food but Mm. i do like being fed because it you know generally feeds into my like eat this you fat fuck love it <laughs> my favorite attitude that anybody can ever throw at me ever i'm not even kidding love it um if you don't know me and you've heard this podcast feel free to walk up to me on the street and say hey fat fucker and i'll be like yes you're awesome, awesome. insta friends um fantastic <laughs> yeah and so the, like being fed a thing is also super great mm-hmm. and i think being fed something that people traditionally have this like Ew, I don't want that anywhere near my mouth specifically. Because when you talk about sex, a lot of people's counter will around menstrual blood frequently has to do with oral sex. Yeah. Um, and kind of flipping that to be that overt of like, this is going in your mouth and I'm not even, you're not even going to give me orgasms or pleasure or any variety other than like watching you eat this was super great. All about that. And I would, f- I would say that menstrual blood is a really easy entry point for seeing if you like blood. Yeah. There's there's no danger involved other than playing with somebody who you're bonded with. Like yes,
0: variety. yes. I mean, uh, I'm trying to figure out how and when to talk about this, but I suppose that now uh, it might be as good a time as any to say that, of course, the only... Fluid bonding. Fluid bonding. Um, you know. Blood and... Oh man, I don't even know how to address this PSA. Um <laughs> or if it's even necessary. Um uh Yeah, as long as you're fluid bonded with someone and you're making a risk aware assessment yeah. um, and you've been tested, um then uh go to town.
1: Yeah.
0: All the toppings. Eat that blood. Eat that blood. <laughs> um menstrual play. That is fantastic. Also, one of the last taboos of pornography on the internet
1: is it really? I mean, I don't follow pornography on the internet. I don't. I haven't found their Twitter account yet, but
0: uh. <laughs> it's found you. <laughs> um, uh, uh, it's um, it's one of the things that you you can't like. Credit card companies will often have like two or three things that you can't portray in your porn or they won't um they won't process payments which if you're gonna put stuff online Mm -hmm. and you um, want to make money off of it you usually need that um and and blood is one of them and it doesn't matter w- how the blood came from the body even mm. if it's the way that we all have to put up with um all the time and might as well eroticize yeah or even just be like NPD. it's a thing that
1: happens yeah yeah NTT for sure
0: um so yeah so that's one of them also uh uh, penetration during bondage which won't interest you at all
1: and,
2: a little, uh, God, I hate that.
0: and uh and fisting also not interesting Terrible. to you mm-hmm. yeah all those no. things yeah, yeah no, thank goodness you can't see that
1: uh, i'm so glad that the internet is a safe place for me
0: thank goodness for credit cards right
1: <laughs> which i don't have so great uh <laughs> banks, banks don't trust me so uh yeah and why uh, should they? <laughs> why? They should not. They've learned they should not. Uh, S- I will buy bloody, penetrative bondage <laughs> fisting <and> <laughs> sex if you give me a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: yep that's there is that there is a section when you do have to do those credit reports like there's that's there's a part for that
1: mm-hmm. yeah. i wonder if it's the same in canada we tend to be different i know that fisting i don't think that fisting is as big a deal in canada but i wonder Yeah. If but the internet is everywhere well yes the internet is everywhere uh, it's global i know there's weird weird porn things but i wonder i'm curious and now i'm curious about like blood portrayal legalities because canada has different um image laws mm-hmm. around obscenity mm-hmm. and so i'm always a little bit curious as to what i mean i don't pay a ton of attention to them because i feel do what you want yeah i'm not doing anything like weird or harmful or any of that so i tend to be like whatever
2: Hmm,
1: um i mean i am doing weird things i'm not doing anything harmful but uh, and therefore i don't tend to pay attention to them so much i mean i would
0: i would say considering the fact that you have this book and you're like about to take it across the border that you might actually want to make you might want to be more informed about that (laughs)
1: Thank you. I go tomorrow. I'm now not panicking even a little bit. Mm-mm. No, no,
0: nope, not a little. Just, panicking. just leave the poppers behind. You'll be fine. <laughs> so sad. I love <laughs> them so much. um Don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> don't anyway, do drugs. No drugs. Um. So, um. Max. So conveniently, half the population or so of the planet just produces lots of fun blood to play with. Um all the time mm-hmm. um, but uh, what about uh, what about if you're not bleeding? yay <laughs> um, <laughs> or you don't bleed also yay um, <laughs> what would be a good way to get into someone's body and get at their blood so you can play with
1: it? such a creepy way to say that uh, <laughs> I mean so I hesitate to give advice mm. on a podcast because i genuinely think that the best way to get into things that are harder are to find people that know how to do it that you can go with it in person right well, like I, find a human
0: so i also uh, agree and endorse that and would say in case that's not self-evident this yeah, is totally uh the kind of play that you Uh, should really be very educated about before you attempt it. And there are lots of really awesome resources for that. Um, But, um, so yes, so don't try this at home unless you already know what you're doing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, or you have somebody who will try it who's done it before. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I don't remember. I feel like when I started, which was a long time ago, I may have... Asked people for advice and then tried to figure it out myself. But I was... Do as you
0: say, not as you do.
1: (laughs) Yes. And I was an unhappy teenager. Right. And so actually had a little bit of experience with those things myself. Right. Um, And while that is an unfortunate place for that familiarity to come from, it did mean that I was way more comfortable with breaking skin.
0: Absolutely. Which
1: I think is like true for a lot of people. Yeah. That have kind of, and what's interesting for me is that when I was a teenager and doing all kinds of like self harmy things, it never felt like self harm. It always like that was the beginning of like, I would say that's one of my kink roots. Mm. It was a, like, oh, this feels great and I should do that because the world doesn't feel great <laughs> as opposed to a lot of reasons that other people do that. So
0: it was more like masturbation. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. especially
1: yeah. with branding. That was, that was my jam. Branding? That was, that was my jam when I was a teenager. Um, Does yeah.
0: branding make you bleed?
1: No. No, Sad. Sad. unfortunately, I love the sensation of branding mm-hmm. and the visual of bleeding. Oh, I wish there was a way to combine those two. That'd be great. I if if the internet knows of a way to combine those two, please find me and tell me.
0: I mean, you could is. like be you could brand one person while bloodletting another person right next to them.
1: True, I true. I, I guess them. I could just brand somebody who is in fact bleeding. It could just be a menstrual blood thing oh there you go i could have somebody who is menstruating brand me that would be that would be the ideal maxwell situation <laughs> life goals
0: i am getting a nice visual there mm-hmm. yeah
1: mm-hmm. all about that um uh yeah i mean i play with a variety of things or i have played with a variety of things i actually the reason that i reference scalpels is because i find them to be one of the safest ways
0: mm-hmm. um, why why is that
1: because they're really clean, so they cut clean. Right. You can buy them that are It's dis- almost like
0: they were meant for...
1: <laughs> cutting... What? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm sure they have some actual purpose, but I use them for this. <laughs> I use them for cutting open skin. I don't know what they're really made for. Um, you can buy them uh, in disposable form, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is super great.
0: That's great for um, uh, sterilization.
1: Yeah. And because unless you, wanna... you
0: have... What is that thing called? An autoclave?
1: Yeah. Unless you, I mean, you can oven... Oh, anything yeah. right like you can throw yeah. a metal one in the oven um
0: because metal is uh non-porous
1: yeah yeah there and, you go and uh you could also boil it i find it um I find boiling
0: it, will disinfect but not sterilize
1: yeah i find it i find it just easier to be like this is the thing i'm using in this moment and then dispose and of it dispose like in, of it.
0: like a needle which i'm sure we will also, also talk about, talk about. piercings mm-hmm. yeah
1: I would definitely. I haven't uh, actually I haven't bought a metal scalpel in an incredibly long time. Yeah. If I had one consistent person that I was doing that with, yeah. that would be a thing that I would contemplate. But I love knives, and the I devil w- <laughs> you say. Oh, I love them so much, and they're a trickier thing to play with. Um, and so, definitely started like did some nice stuff when I was younger, and then started buying some scalpels uh, because it is just smoother. The the potential problem with scalpels is that they go—it's like butter, yeah. and so if you, yeah, if you don't know what you're doing, it's it's easy to go too deep, uh, and that's not a thing that we ever really want to do.
0: No, uh, but thus the excitement of the danger.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and I've been cut too deep a couple times, and it is. Less than ideal, but not... Like, I've never had it in a life-threatening way and stick to parts of well, so my body. So what is like,
0: what is too deep?
1: Um, I don't like g- doing anything that, like, require. <laughs> you don't want to require stitches. That's not a goal of mine. Right. Um, anything that won't close itself. It's kind of, like, depending on where you are on the body and the person's body and their layers. of sure. well. Like, there's so many different variables, but... So what uh, is
0: a good place on the body to, like... I, I have so many questions, um, but, mm-hmm. but so, so let's, let's, um, let's go like walk through this step by step. So let's say that you have a scalpel and <laughs> I'm, I posed with my scalpel for all of you on the internet. I Is that proper scalpel, um, uh, holding posture? Oh, God.
1: It's kind of like a pen. I
2: don't know. <laughs> I would say kind of like a pen. That's yeah, it's similar. like a pen. Yeah, yeah it's like pen.
0: Um, and 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 we're gonna do a a blood play scene, right? So so first of all, where are you gonna cut me?
1: Uh, if it's your first time,
0: let's say it's my first time. I actually have never done it. Hmm, there you go. Uh,
1: probably the tops of your thighs. Okay. There's like and some why is that meaty, fleshy, good bits? There. I'll say. Ah yeah. Um, <laughs> I can tell. Luckily, I'm not wearing pants. (laughs) Pantsless. Uh, Yeah. And that tends to be a place where, like, I mean, no worry. You don't want to go anywhere super thick. But, or right, super deep. But that is a little bit more forgiving. Um, I've done a lot of stuff on shoulders. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it's... I tend to play in the same areas kind of regardless of what I'm doing, right? Like, you stick to the, like, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to hit you in the meaty areas. I mean, that makes sense. Like There's sensitive body parts are sensitive body parts. And so I'm not going to go. I wouldn't go anywhere below the knee. There's not a huge appeal to me going below the knee anyway. But um, I'm not a huge, like, you could do some stuff on upper arms. You could do some stuff on lower arms, but that wouldn't be... That's it, less appealing to me. I like I like the general central torso and thigh situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Um, Is there anywhere that it, like you re- that one should definitely not cut in, <sighs> when doing this kind of play?
1: I'm sure there are lots of places. The okay, neck, the okay, neck we comes are, to mind. We are. Oh God! <laughs> Isn't it so okay? Can I say? Can I say
0: something? Can I say something? I, I um I am I haven't done a lot of this kind of play. I also do really enjoy things that um disturb and gross people out surprise everyone's surprise faces are on now but i um um it is incredible to me how the like visceral Mm -hmm. physical response that like the like a word like scalpel and you just, even the suggestion of the neck, something going wrong with the neck. Even when you said lower arms, I was like, Oh God, like
1: I'm at the top of the lower arms just to be clear. Uh,
0: gotcha. But do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I'm not sure average, like, you know, pansy about this kind of thing, but um, it is, um, it, it's a, uh, I mean, it's a good thing that we have this Super survival, visceral. this survival instinct. That's like, Please don't. I need that to stay where it is for the most part. But there are <laughs> generally places-
1: <laughs> I need my skin to stay closed. Where it is closed. <laughs> yes. Thank you. There are some openings in it and those can be open and generally I would like no other openings. Uh, yeah, I mean it's the same like anywhere where you have veins and arteries close to the skin mm. is to be avoided, right? So there's a lot of places kicking around around your knee. Uh, and around your armpits, I would never go anywhere near any of that. I wouldn't... I probably wouldn't ever do anything on the wrists. That would never be... I know a lot of people have, because a lot of people have those histories. And I sure. would just never... It's not a thing. I'm not... Uh, that's not the kind of play that I'm into. Yeah. Because it has a lot of... It has a lot of imagery references. Sure. That would be appealing for some people and not so appealing for me.
0: I know exactly what you mean.
1: Um. There's... I tend to, the like boob, boob chesticle yeah. region Pectoral. is a thing that I kind of like a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, that has, of course, uh, with any kind of play in that area, has the added benefit of the eye contact mm-hmm. and the like mm-hmm. super, uh, you know, getting all up in someone's face.
1: I also am a boob man. You don't say. Such a boob man. <laughs> also, by the book, boobs, blood, everything with bees. Also butts. There are definitely butts and blowjobs in there. So many bees. In your book? In the book. So many bees. Uh, yeah. So and babes.
0: I'm also babes. Barbed wire. Is there any barbed wire?
1: There's no barbed wire. Nope. There's no barbed wire. Damn
0: it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you definitely missed an opportunity <laughs> I know. There.
1: I really should have done that.
0: Have you ever seen barbed wire, the Pamela Anderson Oh, I for sure movie? have. Yeah. I for sure okay. have. No no, uh, no Speaking of there.
1: boobs. Oh, that woman. <laughs> yep. I would. And actually, speaking of chests, super great place for piercing my favorite place for piercing. Okay,
0: so let's talk about piercing. So here's like what, here's what I want to say about to piercing. Now that is something that I have done mm-hmm. as a top and as a bottom. It's actually quite popular for like the BDSM client who wants to
1: go
3: a step further,
0: you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I fucking love it.
1: It's glorious.
0: Um, And the reason that I love it and i would i'm looking forward to doing an entire episode just about piercing is that it is so exhilarating i mean it um it's exhilarating and it creates this concentration that is just i've never experienced anything else quite like it and part of the reason that it creates that concentration is When you're doing BDSM and you're playing, you're making risk-aware assessments and you're, you know, you're playing with danger, but you're doing it in a way that you're very cognizant and controlled and establishing trust and negotiation and, like, all of that good stuff, it just, the rest of the world melts away and you just feel, like, so high, frankly as uh, and for me as a top and as a bottom like as a top like piercing someone and just being like i did that uh and as a bottom i'm just like nothing makes me higher
1: it's like it's pretty instant the adrenaline with piercing yeah it's very similar with cutting right there is because there it is a pin focus right like you are it is so body center specific like when you are cutting somebody it like i find both i'm only aware and when i have been cut like both bottoming and topping yeah uh it becomes like oh i'm aware of all of the tiny hair follicles that are on that section of skin and whether Mm. or not you have any goosebumps and all of that kind of stuff like it's very 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 pin focused and sometimes i find that that stuff becomes really does heighten the high feel yeah um like a good whatever a good beating is great for a high also but there's something that's very like specific and directed and focused about most of the things that involve uh, puncturing or breaking of skin Um,
0: yeah it's just not the kind of thing that I mean maybe there are like jaded people out there but it's not the kind of thing that you kind of do like idly sort of sloppy like half paying attention i mean lord knows i'm sure that there are people who are doing a sloppy job and that uh
1: you know i can maintain a conversation and flog someone i can't maintain a conversation and cut them like that's a, there you go that's i feel like that's a thing where i'm like i could it's like i can't really do anything else because it pulls that focus yeah um and piercing is a it's definitely an easier way to get into that kind of stuff than cutting i would definitely say try piercing first
0: and often with piercing there's no blood
1: yes often there is no blood which is i guess fine (laughs) but (laughs) whatever
3: have a catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well
2: Hi, gay
1: fantasy world, Max Lander and Tina Uh
0: Hey, that's a good idea for a new podcast.
1: Into it, um, we'll just talk across borders about our weird gay fantasy. As much
0: as I, as much as I, <laughs> across <laughs> borders, um, as much as I would love to talk about your gay fantasy world, and we're um, talking about blood. Uh, I, I have to go see Tony Morrison about, Ugh, about, about, so about a thing. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so there are a couple of things that I want to make sure that we talk about mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with blood. Um, we, so we've talked about like knife play.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about scalpels.
0: We talked about scalpels and we talked about needles mm-hmm. and we talked about period
2: mm-hmm.
0: play. Mm-hmm. Are there other... Ways that you like to play with blood?
1: I don't think so. Now I want to have some like really unexpected answer to that question. I feel like I feel like the ice cream situation is about as as wild and crazy as I get.
0: That, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's one for the books. Well, you know, it, but one thing that um that occurred to me um I was thinking about that one that one time that I. Uh, do you not want me to talk about the porn that we made? No, no, no. We can absolutely talk about right? the porn. Yeah, no, 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 that's the thing. So I, sh- so I shot uh, Max mm-hmm. uh, in his first porn
1: in a different iteration of Max.
0: In a different iteration of Max. Um, <laughs> that's How
1: I conceptualize transitioning, <laughs> just a different iteration. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and uh, and one of the things that you wanted to do was knife play, yeah. and so um we did that, and it was incredibly hot and incredibly fun to watch and to shoot um but um you did not break your scene partner's skin Mm. and she did not break yours because you guys switched with the knife right
1: did we so many years ago
0: i think so but but my point is that just watching the blade of a knife along someone's skin and i've had that done to me as well i i i've played with knives uh, as well um And um, just just the feeling of the blade against your skin is so dangerous and so exciting and so erotic. And I'm wondering if you will speak to that a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, I think that there are different, I think there are different fetishes at play. Like there's a lot of compounding fetishes. Mm. Is that a a phrase that I'm going to use right now? Uh, In at least my interest in knives knives and also also blood right like there is sometimes it is about i do find knives to be a fetish object Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and separate from blood they are great when playing with blood because then i get to do all the things uh that i like doing but knives in and of themselves Are are a fetish object totally a fetish object um as are things like guns i'm really like weaponry mm-hmm. uh which is fascinating in canada guns aren't really as much of a thing like mm-hmm. they're not accessible and so i think i have a different relation to them than right. a lot of people and more like
0: a fantasy op- yeah it's more like it's, it's like, like oh, gun we... broadsword yeah thing. it's
1: the uh we have pallet guns you can buy those in like sports stores like outdoorsy yeah. stores but really it's not um and yes there are guns in canada and i don't, like there is guns the and it's, gun a, violence, different, it's, it's really, a different it's a different way uh, different it's way different yes yeah, um and so it does, yeah, it does get lumped into fantasy land, yeah. um, uh, as opposed to knives, which are very readily accessible. Um, although even that, we have way stricter laws on. Uh, so they're even less accessible than they are in the States. I come to the States and I like walk around New York. And I'm like, the stuff that you can buy here, I <laughs> God, I wish I could get that across the border. <laughs> um,
0: you know, um, do you think that there is a significance to the fact that all of these weapons are phallic?
1: And penetrative, maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Are we going to get all like Freudian with me and my lack of a dick? Uh... <laughs> it's
2: there. It's there. It's in there somewhere. It's a
1: thing. It exists. <laughs> um, uh, That reminds me of that epic thing that I put on Facebook that people didn't really know was a joke and some of them did or whatnot and I was like I'm I'm a fat man without a dick who chose artist as a career of course my life is just one insecurity after another um Which is my sense of humor. And some people were very concerned and very like, oh, no, you're great. And I was like, yeah, no, I know. I'm not like, this isn't actually me being in Your ass but, looks but- great in this pants. Yeah. <laughs> I feel pretty okay with like me as a general thing that exists. Um, you're very confident. It's true. It's true. Uh, failing me so sometimes. But um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that were definitely a part of it. I think there's a large part of it that's also like my frame of reference for taboo growing yeah. up in a queer second wave lesbian separatist household like super super nonviolent, but like political riots totally a thing like yeah. totally an okay thing like if you need to like take it to the streets and smash the faces for feminism do that uh <laughs> for feminism for feminism um but also a lot of like I would say that I was raised in a house that while openly kinky, really talked a lot about the worship of femininity, sure, um which is a thing that I carry around all the time I kind of'm like no, mmm, masculinity, put that away um <laughs> except internally, apparently, uh, but I think that like my upbringing led to a like weird. Very distance relationship to everything phallic interesting, um and like a
0: fetishized relationship,
1: like maybe something yeah. akin to like maybe I've heard people have fetishes and they like come from some weird places like that. Um I don't know. Those people sound weird.
0: Uh- <laughs> I'm gonna send you an invoice for this therapy session. <laughs>
1: It's okay. We have healthcare. <laughs> <I'll>, Damn <laughs> you! <laughs> no, it's great. I don't have to MP pay. Threats. You still get paid. <laughs> oh, great. That's how that works. Yeah, oh, no, perfect. come come be a medical practitioner. Um, Max, uh, you
0: know, th- something that uh, th- that this conversation is, is reminding me about your work is that your work really sort of gleefully, you seem to relish towing the line between sex and violence. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious if you can talk about the relationship in your mind between sex and violence.
1: I'm, I think for me, a large part of it is, is just the semi uncontrolled passion situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of existing in like unbridled territories. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ooh, unbridled leads...
0: Territories this is the name of your next book. Oh,
1: God. So many cheesy book names. Um, <laughs> I'm going to start. That my also name.
0: actually sounds like a like a Western romance.
1: <laughs> yeah. that's. You guys didn't have them. We had something in Canada called like City Blue that was soft core on Friday nights mm. that everybody who is my age remembers staying up late to watch. Like the and the Red Shoe Diaries. Uh, it came on. I think the Red Shoe Diaries came on just after that, yeah. actually. I think I remember staying up and watching. Duchovny was in the Red Shoe Diaries. In The Hunger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm those who followed one another um yeah and i feel like that is very appealing i think part of i feel like my life exists in a lot of self-control uh and so it Shit. becomes super appealing to like fantasize and think about those realms where like what if i just didn't hold back right i've ex- i've also existed uh this whatever now we're gonna get all psychologizing inevitable inevitable um but I've existed, I, I exist in a lot of fear generally mm-hmm. in life, or have before, unless so now that I'm just a giant dude. But uh, I would say that I, a large part of that is also upbringing. Like a lot of, I've been around a lot of trauma and yeah. not personal trauma, but raised by somebody who exists with a lot of trauma. Yeah. Um, And so developed a ton of fear, and therefore I'm very aware, I'm very controlled, like I'm the person that when you're in a group of people, I know that that guy half a block away made a sketchy face at one point, like I, there's just a lot of awareness, and so I think for me a large part of the fantasy comes from, like, what if I wasn't existing in that? Right. What if I wasn't super aware of all those safeties, and what if I, like, could just sit for a second in... I want to do this thing, so I'm going to fucking do this thing. And I'm going to, like, take it a little too far and maybe, like, make some regrets or some mistakes or something. And I think that's the thing that photographically I explore because it's not a thing I would do with somebody else's body. But, or...
0: That's so interesting.
1: Yeah, it's, a like, so I definitely feel like, like, aesthetically, that's definitely a thing that I'm very interested in. And a large part of that is violence. Sex for me now, actually, like, working with sex for enough... Of a time, yeah, sex feels less interesting
0: than violence. Yeah, for sure. In as a theme, as in... a theme, as gotcha. A, like,
1: as, as an aesthetic theme, nudity and sexuality and all of that. It, it's I like extremes, and there was a period in my life where showing a bunch of teddies. naked people, yeah, felt yeah. kind of scandalous, and it just doesn't feel scandalous anymore. Uh, You're and so jaded.
0: but i think that you'll agree that sex and violence are often aesthetically intertwined and there are many images in popular culture of sexy girls covered in blood like this is the this is the thing that i'm always going on about is like people think that kink is so weird and extreme and perverted and yet it's incredibly obvious that we are interested in seeing these two things connected sex and violence specifically naked bodies and blood
1: yeah yeah there's a lot of that I think it I mean I would go so far as to say it's probably a base human thing right like we are pretty violent yeah as a being that exists on the planet Uh, and We are also super sexual, and I feel like those are a lot of our base needs in the world. So it makes sense to me. Base needs. (laughs) Hopefully not. Um, We're all serial killers at heart. But I... (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. (laughs) Um, Making a bad name for humanity. But yeah, I think that is like when we get into our urges, Mm. that line is super, super blurry anybody who's really kind of delved in there has that moment where you kind of like question where you would go or how far you would go or even what you want like where you want to go right and that's I don't I think they're intrinsically connected in some way probably internally I would almost like wonder if they are biological Mm. because there are drives
2: yeah
1: they link into drives like I, I feel like a lot of the urge to to do violent things or just to be physical, right? We don't have a lot of physical outlets. Like, if you're either, I guarantee you, every person who thinks CrossFit is a great idea really wishes that they could punch somebody consensually. Like, that's, that that's is a, an outlet for. Super good point. Like, there is a reason that we are gym crazed as a human being, as a race. And I feel like it probably has to do with, or at least North America, it probably has to do with sexual oppression. But I want to go right. back. I don't trust any of you CrossFitters.
0: Um,. <laughs> Are um, Let's get some of that CrossFit money, too. Um, <laughs> CrossFit I, and I, I also But I, I, I also want to go back to this sort of familiar scene of just sort of familiarize and normalize these things that we're talking about that probably a lot of listeners are like, this is so weird. Why would anybody be into this? But, like, think about, I mean, I don't know about you. When I was a kid, I definitely pierced my ears with a safety pin. And I knew a lot of kids who pierced a lot of other parts of themselves with a safety pin. Why do we do that? We did that, A, because like, fuck everything, hormones, also punk, told us to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, And maybe sometimes peer pressure, like we wanted to show people that we were tough. We wanted to show people that we weren't afraid. Um, But it's also exhilarating to you're learning your limits as a human you're learning your limits in the world and you're taking control of your own body autonomy for a moment and saying like here's a way that i can mess with reality
1: well and that's all that that's like some of that drive stuff too right like when we part of that is a drug high that we love right that is the that we natural drug high yeah which we're more prone to delving into when we're younger, right? Like I did a lot of stupid, everybody did a lot of stupid stuff when they were teenagers because they were like, hey, adrenaline is fun. (laughs) Uh, Let's do that. Yeah. And I feel like that's, and that's where those things are linked also is like the sexual response versus the fear response are super similar, right? Where you're like, I just, Wee. It's like, (laughs) um, (laughs) if you're not actually afraid of harm, they are incredibly similar responses.
0: And that's what BDSM is, uh, is sort of manipulating um, your nervous responses, your sympathetic and or parasympathetic nervous responses, combined with an intellectual assurance that you are safe and that you can trust what's happening. Yeah. But your body, your body feels fear but your mind knows that you're okay it's exhilarating
1: yeah and those things get super confusing when you don't have that i remember the first time i got into uh, first time i got into a car accident i've only been really in one car accident it happened to happen after i watched crash
0: Oh, God. Wait, the David Cronenberg movie? Yes! Oh, well, well, folks, it took us almost an hour to start to talk about David Cronenberg. Are you always talk
1: about David Cronenberg? I'm like...
0: No, I just... I mean, this is the episode about blood, and I'm talking to you.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Also, Actually, we were
0: talking about David Cronenberg in the cab the other day. I know,
1: and I'm not a huge fan of his, but... Really? Crash. Um, Yeah, it's very, like, external perspective. Even Crash was like, I don't know. You like kinky imagery, and I don't know what you... What you I don't feel... A connection from that. I mean, that. that
0: movie is a notorious hot mess in
1: more ways than one. Yeah, ways. totally. Uh, but also, like, great, and everybody should watch it for funsies. Um, yeah, and the first time I got into a car accident, funnily enough, just to link it back into blood, we had just been going to a party store to buy gallons of fake blood for a photo shoot, and so got into a car accident, and I looked down at my feet, mm-hmm. and that was the bag of uh fake blood no. at my feet no and i had this, this... is the
0: most maxwell <laughs> story
1: ever <laughs> and i had this moment where i was like should i and we were all okay right yeah. we were all like Thank nobody goodness. was instantly hurt there was no glass. There was nothing it was like this was very shocking but yeah. it wasn't like super super harmful um but uh i had this moment where just because i like fucking with people i thought about picking up the blood so and just course. like <laughs> throwing it into the front window <laughs> This is a story um,
0: that you should tell people when you meet them so that they understand
1: you. <laughs> Just in case you want the whole picture that is me. Um, but I got out of the car and was like, huh, if there weren't other people around right now, I'd be really into having some sex. That would be great. interesting." And it was and it was only because like that l- l- little How, brain l- how long ago was this? Mm, six years ago.
0: Seven okay. years ago. Okay.
1: Uh, maybe longer than that. But it... So uh, you were
2: in your 20s.
1: Yeah, yeah. For sure. Early 20s. Um but I definitely like it was because that brainworm had been planted of like people who are aroused by car crashes, and then I was like, "Am I one of those people? I might be one of those people. Maybe that's because it's an adrenaline response." And I well, now also when you when you have to with, like, confront your times.
0: mortality, you want to Orgasms. feel alive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quick story. Have you? So wait, you've played with fake blood though, and I mean, I guess there's fake blood in this book unless it's real.
1: I'm gonna yes and no. <laughs>
3: Yes and no.
0: So I made a zombie movie with a friend of mine. Uh, Like, you know, we've all pierced our ears with safety pins and made Mm -hmm. zombie movies, you know. Um, And uh, this was also many years ago. And um, first thing I want to say, it was super fucking fun. I just played a victim. And we made... Uh, you know, caro syrup and uh red food dye, like uh, concoctions, right and uh, and it was a very over the top sort of campy movie. So I just like poured it all over myself, and I also um like just filled my mouth with it right before the take, and then the zombie attacked me, and I just like puked this blood everywhere, like that.
1: amazing.
0: Um, I was very committed to that, and it looks so good. and I was like. I'm right. I'm a feminist porn award-winning uh, pornographer. <laughs> I understand film. Um, and it was really fun. And afterwards, I just remember, I mean, maybe it was the sugar from the carouser, <laughs> but I i just i just—I oh, can't remember as an adult laughing so much. It made me feel like a little kid, like playing make pretend. Um, and there's just something about the blood that it was so visceral and fun to just be like, "Ugh, gross. This is, this is totally disgusting. Um, and then afterwards we went over our, our friend, um, owned the bar down the street and we went over in the back to hose off. And we actually walked through the bar and like, the, there were like a dozen people drinking in the bar and they all stood up like oh god and they thought it was a, a bunch of v- people covered in blood that had just walked in the door and they were like ready to call an ambulance and we were like no 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 zombie movie <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. but
0: it was also kind of fun to like be fine but see the fear in all of these people's eyes
1: yeah it's super fun i mean we still i will totally say that in making this book we all laughed like teenagers
0: Carnal Anomaly,
1: yeah, available
0: one. at CarnalAnomaly.com That one. It is fucking hard to say Carnal <laughs> Anomaly, Max. Uh,
1: we've had so many conversations about this. <laughs>
0: oh, 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 oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not I'm, uh, the book is amazing it's um, really amazing and is I great love it and it's super pretty and some of those moments that look really serious and really sexy we were for sure laughing like 14 year olds behind the scenes sure specifically the blacklight shoot not that, that has anything to do with blood but when you see that blacklight shoot you should be amazed all of you um yeah, but blood, like, it it's never not fun. Like, in fake blood, I've become very, I would like to say I've become very high class in my fake blood taste. Oh, yes. No more making of the fake blood. I oh, go yeah, to this, yeah. like, one shop in Toronto uh, that has, like, arterial versus venous and, like, all this. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. What's the difference? Uh, thickness, like, consistency and, like, a little bit color. Like, one looks a little bit more congealed and dark and one that's thinner and brighter.
0: Oh, I also have another. Wait, do you know Akira Rain?
3: I want to say yes, she's
0: but a no. porn star. We did we did a shoot um, together. She's very like heavily tattooed into horror movies, also into pissing people off. Love her. She's great. And we did a shoot for Crash Pad. Oh my god! Also so long ago, and um, we talked beforehand about what we wanted to do, and she was like, "Well, I have all this extra fake blood,
1: <laughs> so it's like you're in my living room. Let's
0: just take it and then tell them that we're gonna do a blood thing and we got there in shine louise houston to her credit was like and i think it had to do with the um the credit card processing like terms of uh service or whatever um uh i don't think that she was necessarily against it um but she decided to you know in general on crash pad you can do whatever you want including fisting and penetration with bondage i think don't quote me on that uh definitely fisting um and uh and it was interesting to be like oh this is not okay
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: tub of fake blood not okay and then after that akira just like every single photo shoot she did <laughs>
2: just covered it's all in fake blood. i
0: saw this old one on her instagram the other day and i was like that's my girl just like in a bikini and just covered in blood no reason
1: i mean the interesting thing about me is that people now assume that i don't use fake blood like they just <laughs> like there's a couple shots there's a shot of my hands actually in the book where people are like that's for sure real and I think people assumed it was menstrual blood. Mm. And that's oh, fine. Oh yeah, it's
0: very um uh It
1: looks kinda clotted. Viscous, like it looks yeah, yeah. yeah. And I and it and, that's and it's because,
0: also very like Lady Macbeth like, right? Like you're so Yeah, like washing, washing my, my hands. hands or, but it's because yeah. it's
1: cold water and everything and cold water gets a little congealy. Mm. But um I mean my brain went to like, well, I mean it could have been menstrual blood, but I did that shoot like I got a friend to hold the camera and just like, I sat a friend down and was like, I'm going to tell you when to click and I'm going to throw my hands in the water. Um, and, uh, and I don't menstruate anymore. So I would have had to like bring in another human to give me their menstrual blood. Where would you find? Where would I, I find think... a menstruating listen, human? Listen, Ugh, Max. The world is so hard.
0: What time is it? You want some menstrual blood? <laughs> give me half an hour. I'll find you some menstrual blood. We're in 45th uh, Street.
1: Yeah. And I like, and people have started assuming to the extent that it's so funny story about like blood, but mainly just gore. Um, I did a shoot a while back that involved uh, a cow heart um, and a knife. Some of my favorite things, just like a still life shoot. Mm-hmm. And that week, some student at Ryerson University, which is in downtown Toronto, some photo student uh, also did a shoot with cow with a cow heart or uh, some other kind of livestock heart. Yeah. And threw it into the garbage. <gasps> and the police <gasps> thought it was a human heart. And so it was this whole scandal about like... Like, Heart Found, and then I think a day later, like, Confirmed Too Big to Be Human, blah, blah, blah. Um, Which is the name of your next book. (laughs) Confirmed Too Big to Be Human? For sure. (laughs) For sure. Uh, That one I will take and run with. Oh, my God. Um, Oh, my God. uh, And, like, (laughs) seven people posted the article on my Facebook wall saying, this was you, wasn't it? Like, everybody who knows me heard, like body part found in dumpster and thought <laughs> maxwell lander not even because it wasn't even confirmed that it was a for a photo shoot at one point and people were like that's got to be max was somebody did this somebody put a body part and i'm like great so i'm now apparently that person that uses real blood in all of my shoots and will put body parts in dumpsters to be just so that i'm clear of this i chopped off the beef heart and fed it to my dog <laughs> there was no there was no beef heart in the, the dumpster outside of my apartment because I didn't want scandal number two out of, right. My... Oh, it's very strange. This is what people think of me now. I just it's use a good all the story. blood.
0: Let me ask you one last question. Okay. Before I go hang out with Toni Morrison, who is also not afraid of blood.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. I would say that that might have to do with some of my interest in blood.
0: Toni Morrison? Yeah.
2: Oh, very do, influential do when I was
1: a kid. I just like, I was obsessed with Tony Morrison when I was like 13 years old. and oh
2: read God, it. I love so, that.
1: Yeah. Read all the books, loved all the imagery, loved the movie. It was, yeah.
0: Um, that is so great. Also, Jill I'll, Gomez, I'll let her know. Jumping I'll let her place. know. Yeah. Um, what is the, re- so you have some tattoos. I do. I was actually just as we were sitting here, I was noticing that you do have a drop of blood tattoo. For sure do. Um, and I'm wondering if you can speak to the connection between an interest in body modification and an interest in all this other shit we've been talking about.
1: Yes, I probably can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you also have a lot of piercing. Okay, let me, let me be more specific. When you get tattooed
1: mm-hmm. or pierced. Am I a big sissy? Yes.
0: Oh, interesting. <laughs> Do you? Is there, in terms of like your consciousness when that's happening? Is there a relationship between your consciousness when you are playing with crossing those barriers erotically or aesthetically in your work? I sound like a real like art forum. I know. I'm right gonna now. I'm
1: gonna mess that up. I'm gonna dumb down that that whole question for you. All right. Uh- <laughs> Just in my response. What's funny is that I am not somebody who has an erotic response to body mod. Okay. Which a lot of people I know are. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people who have uh, erotic responses to body mods. Um, and I'm not saying I don't love it when the person who's doing my body mod is somebody that I find kind of attractive. That makes it a little bit more fun for me, especially if they're going to be. I have, I guess I've been pierced and tattooed by a lot of people that are shits and so want to like play with my general sissiness. That mm. can occasionally be a fun thing. But um, no, I mean, for me, body mod has much more to do with my body image Interesting. stuff. And I Interesting. like I started, because when I started getting body mods, I started piercing my face and it was specifically because I didn't like
0: my face. Oh, it's such a nice face. I, I'm pretty
1: okay with it now. Yeah, I feel like, but it was in like very much so like, I'm gonna pierce my mouth and I'm gonna pierce my nose and I'm gonna do all this stuff to kind of modify the parts of my body that I don't love inversely when I started getting tattoos I started with the parts of my body that I do love interesting Um, and it became this I've actually had this conversation with a couple of people that piercing for me has always been kind of like a a twisting or reclamation of a body part it feels more personal it feels it feels almost spiritual like I'm kind of like making some kind of connection with a body part so when I pierced my septum it was definitely like my nose is the thing that people have always pointed out. It's not great having an upturned nose and being a fat kid. It's not always the best thing for <laughs> general self-esteem. Sure. Um, I feel pretty great about it now because I'm like, whatever. I'm the, a big bull of a human and feel pretty great about that. Um, but when I was a kid, it was definitely a sticking point, And so sure. pierced it as a like, this is the way that I'm going to like this body part.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Uh,
1: and a year ago, I got two labia piercings. And that was for sure... I had to take them out because I love my bicycle more than I love labia piercings. But uh, <laughs> it is a hard it, choice. It, yeah, I couldn't. I was like, I can't stay off my bicycle any longer. And uh, But um, that was also about this like, well, I have this body part and I'd rather like this body part. And I love piercings. I love the culture of piercings. I love the aesthetics of piercings. And so I'm going to do a thing that I love to a body part of mine that I don't love. Um, so it's kind of a weird... But the actual process of it I mean, it was weird having a guy go you know, like just like poking like doing painful things to my junk. That was a weird thing where I was like, Oh, I'm I'm only used to this conceptually being in one realm of my life. But okay, we'll do this in a different realm now, whatever. Um Yeah, but there's never like I find it more appealing in an I don't want to be it is very simple. I just am not interested in being normal in any way shape or form any more which and I get more normal the more I look like a dude in the world, which is not a thing I love. But
0: you, there's nothing normal about you, honey.
1: I know. I just don't want to look normal. And there's this big thing no, where, like, when you transition, I mean. you're like, I, I know, I know. But that's because I'm pierced and tattooed. If I wasn't pierced and tattooed, I'd look like a douche bro. I have this problem all the time. I try and look fashionable every once in a while, and like put on sunglasses yeah. that aren't aviators, because <laughs> aviators is how I bear dad cop, which is great, and I love that. But like. <laughs> Anything that is not an aviator ends up making me look like a douche bro. And I'm like, like I try. I'm trying so hard not to douche bro, but I am six foot one and two hundred and forty pounds and have a fade of a haircut. this is there's only one way this goes.
0: well, I think you're overthinking it.
1: probably. I should probably just get blood tattoos on my face.
0: And that is how we're going to end it. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't want to leave, but Toni Morrison awaits. Yeah, no um, CarnalAnomaly dot com, mm-hmm. and then there's also MaxwellLander.com,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Right at MaxwellLander. Two L's, yeah. Two L's. Mm-hmm. Um, people can. You. Uh, yes, people can buy the book wherever fine books are sold. Mm-hmm.
1: And some places.
0: No coffee table is. A good conversation starter without it.
1: It's true. I will, I will weed out your kinky friends with this one. <laughs> if you want to know whether that friend of yours is secretly filthy like you, put this on your coffee table.
0: I really love the book. I'm very proud to have been a part of. Uh, yeah, midwifing it. Oh, midwifing.
1: Well. That's an accurate. That would be an accurate.
0: I'm, do- I'm a book doula. <laughs> a disgusting book doula.
1: I, it was my first time giving birth, and it was hard. There was a lot of blood involved.
2: (laughs) Tina made it easier.
0: Um, I love you, man.
1: Oh, I love you also. (laughs) Feelings.
0: Um, thanks for thanks for being on the show and um I can't wait till I see you again.
1: Yeah, soon, hopefully.
0: Great. (laughs) The end. For listening to episode 36 follow at tina horns ass on twitter and yes i now have an instagram subscribe on acast itunes stitcher etc and if you take the time to write a review it really really helps other people find this disgusting show Visit WirepeopleIntoThat.com to subscribe to our newsletter and listen to our entire archive. We are a proud part of the Whorecast network. Visit TheWhorecast.com to find out more. As ever, Wired People Into That is produced and hosted by yours truly, Tina Horn. Our theme song is by Pine from Oakland, California. Our website was designed by Justin Levesque, and this project is now sponsored by my generous and gushing patrons. Join the party at patreon.com slash Tina Horn. Until next time, I'll be getting plenty of iron in my diet.